Hello and welcome to the Northern Connection. We are Rachel, Rebecca, Emma and me Jules, four Northern based book lovers and we just love to talk about books. On this episode we have Laura Besley who's talking about her books and flash fiction writing. Today on the Northern Connection, we're delighted to have Laura Bestley with us. Laura has described herself as a full-time mum who squeezes her writing into the bookends of her day. She has been listed by TSS Publishing as one of the top 50 British and Irish slash fiction writers. Her work has been published in numerous publications across the world. Laura has released a number of flash fiction collections, including The Almost Mothers, 100 100, and most recently, Unnatural Elements. We are delighted to have Laura with us today. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Laura. Um, can you define micro and flash fiction for us, please? Um, well, there's the easy route, which is word count. So, but again, it's not clear cut. So some people say that micro is anything up to about 300 where I think that's a little bit on the long side. I, I think micro is sort of 150 to about 200, but you know, people um, are undecided on that. And again, with the length of flash fiction, some people say up to 1000 or some even say 1200. Um, I would personally, I think a thousand is the outer limit for word count. But like I said, you know, um, opinions differ. But it's not just that. I think it's not just word count. I think it still needs to be a complete story. And with flash and micro, I think there tends to be sort of some kind of quick building momentum, obviously, because the story is so short. So you quite often hear people talk of like a certain urgency within the story to make it sort of, I guess it needs to snowball pretty quickly because you haven't got long to build up any kind of tension between the characters or whatever's going on within the story. So quite often you can read stories that um, they are within the word count, but they feel like they're sort of, they're not quite quick enough to be classed as micro or flash, I don't think. Sometimes you read them and you think this feels, feels like a sort of a, a more slower build up to like a short story rather than um rather than a flash or micro if that makes sense yeah yeah thank you absolutely what drew you to flash and how long have you been writing it well i kind of fell into it by accident because when i first started writing about 12 years ago now i had lots and lots of ideas but nothing beyond the first couple of sentences or maybe a paragraph or two and I didn't really know how to push through that and how to complete a story. And then I found a blog online, which was by um, a guy called Callum Kerr, who was the director of the National Flash Fiction Day at the time. And he was posting a story a day, every day on his blog. So he was writing it, finishing it, posting it. And he did that every day for a year. And I thought that I would do something similar. So I wrote the piece every day for a year. And then I chose one a week to put on a blog because I thought one every day might be a bit much. And, you know, some of them were obviously not very good at all, but some of them are OK. And at the time I gave myself a 500 word limit because that's what he'd given himself as well. 
and it taught me so much in that time sort of I think there was obviously the habit of writing every day but there was also what do you do beyond those first couple of sentences or the first couple of paragraphs how do you make this story into a story I think what I did a lot in the beginning was um write scenes rather than stories which is um something else that you see quite a lot in um flash and microfiction you know that there's not as much movement or emotional movement between the characters so there was sort of things like that to learn and titles which are still the bane of my life <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I'm in the wrong business writing short stories where you have to think of so many titles um, but so yes I think I learned a lot that way and yeah that's kind of how I stumbled across it and I'd never I mean I'd never heard of it before and I'd never set out to be a short fiction writer you know the only real reading I'd done up until that point was novels and I thought oh you know I'm going to write novels and yeah and that was it and then then I just I stuck with it because I I loved it but it was also very sort of convenient for the time that I had you know with kids and not to say that it's quicker to write good flash fiction necessarily but it's definitely quicker to write a piece rather than a novel you know you could write you can sit down and write a whole piece in a single sitting and yes you might then need to revise it 10 times or 20 times and spend another month on it but at least you've got the structure of it and you can do that in one sitting and that can only take like 20 minutes so I think I think it was sort of partly circumstance and partly falling in love with the form of it I suppose. What makes a successful piece of flash fiction in your opinion and do you have any particular titles or authors we should look out for? Well I think it has to have sort of the ingredients of all the bigger stories too so it has to obviously have characters who you can care about and it has to have a conflict and there has to be you know some kind of movement within the story whether it be sort of emotional or physical and you know something has to happen it still has to be a story um I think with flash and micro obviously each word has to really work hard um I find that I spend a lot of time looking at verbs you know could I make that verb sort of more precise and more particular <laughs> yeah. and is there a way that I can describe it in six words instead of in eight words and you know things like that so I think it, you become very sort of picky and pernickety over all the words and you know I can spend half an hour writing one sentence which sounds a bit ludicrous but um, <laughs> that's just the way that it is um, for me anyway I mean it might be it might be totally different for somebody else but um, I find that you know I just I suppose what I'm looking for personally is just a story that just blows me away you know I spent nearly a year reading for Fractured and um, Lit journal in based in America and um, you know you read I don't know 20 to 30 stories a week I suppose as a reader and you know you just want to read something that you just think you get to the end you just think wow you know you spent the whole time sort of reading it thinking you know this is just amazing and then it just sticks with you afterwards I think I think that's quite a key um, factor as well yeah. if I was ever sort of unsure about a piece you know about whether I thought it would be the right thing to put forward 
I'd always think about, you know, has it stayed with me? And I think good flash fiction, even though it's very short, it can stay with you for a long time. Yeah. As to who to look out for, well, there are just so many good flash fiction writers, I think, at the moment. Um, and most of them are on Twitter. So that's the best place to be, <laughs> I think, for, um, for looking out for flash fiction writers. So we're very lucky in that respect that we get to read a lot of flash fiction every day. I mean, you could probably spend pretty much all day reading it if you wanted to. So yeah, that's good. Thank you. Um, do you do you find that you have themes that you keep returning to in your work? Yes, I I still write a bit about motherhood, not as much as I did. I think as the children are getting a bit older, I think it's sort of less urgent for me to write about sort of um, about motherhood. Um, I write a lot about adoption, which, because my maternal grandmother was adopted, and mm. I think it very heavily affected her, and obviously it was one of our family stories, and we all knew about it, and yeah, so I think I write, I write a lot about that as well. Um, I write quite a bit about loneliness, I've recently discovered, um, and sort of that in all it and I think that's quite a broad subject as well. So that kind of lends itself to lots of different ways. And I think you can interpret pieces in different ways as well. So there's a piece I wrote for Fictive Dream not that long ago, and that was about a couple. And I and lots of people sort of viewed it very positively and said, oh, you know, it felt very hopeful at the end. And that was obviously great. But there were also elements where this couple had kind of drifted apart a little bit and you know it's in those in that drifting I suppose that they'd both sort of become a bit lonely so I think I think it's a, a very broad subject and I think mm. it doesn't necessarily have to be about relationships and marriages you know it can be between friendships or mm. families and colleagues or it can be anything so I suppose it's quite broad as well so yeah I've been looking back at some of my older pieces and yeah I've noticed that it's a recurring theme for me. And hmm. um, how did you start getting pieces published? <sighs> By sheer determination <laughs> 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 just yeah. sending them off. Um, I'm trying to think I, d I have no idea how many pieces got rejected before my first publication but my first publication was with fictive dream and that felt like an absolute dream because they you know it's a wonderful journal and Laura's lovely and um that was in 2017 I think and then nothing for a whole year and then I had two pieces published the following summer one with ellipsis and one with spelk and then sort of slowly it started to build but I think what I did a lot of in the beginning was enter like free competitions because I suppose I wasn't sure whether my pieces would be good enough and I didn't have the money to spend on lots of entry fees and things like that. So I was looking for either competitions or journals that had no reading fees or no entry fees. And I just kept kept trying, I suppose. And I think over time you get better at knowing whether your piece is likely to be a good fit for that particular journal. I think obviously the more you read and the more 
you know the feel for particular journals I think it's not obviously to say that it's a guarantee because it never is but I think you get better at um, gauging where to send pieces over time yeah and what advice would you give to people wanting to submit flash fiction um to read lots of it um (laughs) and and just to just to keep trying because like I said like I think that when I started out my um my ratio wasn't particularly good like one in one year and two in the following year and that wasn't to say I was submitting every day but I certainly submitted quite a lot and and to not give up because I think it's very easy in the beginning when you get a lot of rejections to think oh I can't do this and it's like everything else it just takes practice and I think even after years of doing it it there's no guarantee like I I've recently had a moment where I thought I can't do this anymore everything keeps getting rejected and you just got to sort of take a step back and just think you know it's fine it just it ebbs and flows you know just like you can have good writing days and bad writing days I think you can have good submission months and bad submission months and yeah there's just never any guarantee and I think for me, what has worked when it gets a bit much, you know, when you get like that 40th rejection in a yeah. row and you're just like, um, <laughs> good job you can't see my facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just take a step back and I stop subbing. Like last year it happened to me and I stopped for a month. I think it was April last I don't know that that matters and I just stopped for a whole month I thought right I can't deal with this roller coaster of emotion you know because you get the massive high when you sub and then the massive low when it gets rejected and I thought I just can't do it and it was it was it did me the world of good and it might not work for anybody else um, but for me it did work and I just think there's no um shame is the wrong word but I think people seem to think that you always have to keep going like you know you can't ever just sit back and not sub or not write you know I sometimes see tweets by people saying oh you know this week I'm not going to write I'm just going to read and I just think yeah you know fine if that's what you want to do then that's what you should do and I think like with all the the rules about writing you just need to make up your own and the ones that work for you you know you don't have to write a thousand words a day and you don't have to write 500 words a day and you don't even have to write every day you know some people write for a month a year and then the rest of the year they don't and I think you just have to you just have to play it the way that works for you but definitely to keep trying and to try and be subjective about it because I think objective that's the wrong word wasn't it to try and be objective about it and I think when you read for a journal I think that really helps because you can see how many pieces come in versus how many pieces get published and you know obviously these journals they get you know sometimes they get hundreds of submissions a day and obviously they can't publish all of them and some really really good ones you know they might even get to the second or the third rung but then they just don't quite make it and I think that does make made me feel a lot better knowing that it's actually you know there's quite a few steps that you have to get through to get published yeah Yeah. fascinating thank you can you tell us a little bit about your collections 
Okay, so The Almost Mothers is about motherhood and I wrote it predominantly during one month of November. You know you have like the NaNoWriMo and the Flash Nano. So my youngest was, maybe he was a year and a half and so he was still napping and so every day when the big one was at school we used to walk him down to Sainsbury's and sit in Sainsbury's cafe for an hour and sit and write and determined to like get some more regular writing done actually maybe it wasn't a year and a half maybe it was six months because I think I was kind of only just coming back into sort of writing after he'd been born and um I was like no you know I'm gonna make it a more regular thing again And I was like, right, I'm going to do this flash nano and we'll just see how it goes. And I sort of realised about halfway through that nearly all the pieces I I was writing were about motherhood. And I thought, well, let's just see how this plays out. And it got to the end of November and I thought, right, well, three quarters of the pieces are about motherhood. So let's sort of see. And I sort of looked back over them and picked out the ones that I thought had some promise and looked at some older pieces that I had and I decided to put them together in a collection and I entered it into Ellipsis and it got long listed for their um, I think it was their first um, collection competition that they ran um, a few years ago and so yeah that was great uh, you know that it got long listed and then I had no idea what to do with it so <laughs> I just left it um, And then the publisher that I um, got published with, she um, put out a tweet in sort of April time saying that she was looking for people to um, sub collections. So I sent it off and then she got back to me and she took it on, which was amazing. And I didn't believe it. Like when she said, oh yeah, you know, I'm really interested and I'd like to meet and we met and, you know, we were chatting and then it sort of got to the end and I was like, so does this mean that you actually want to publish it? I do um, but I was just I just couldn't believe it I was oh I was so excited um but yes I like I like the fact that it sort of deals with some of the sort of like emotions around motherhood but not in a sort of not in a necessarily an obvious way I think some of them are sort of hidden a little bit like there's one about guilt and there's like a fairy and the guilt fairy and things like that and I think I mean I it launched I think it was the day before the first lockdown and I was supposed to have an in-person launch and it was you know part of a festival and obviously everything got cancelled but in some ways I think it was actually more successful because of that um because a lot of people were furloughed a lot of people were reading a lot of people had time to write reviews and you know I was just um really lucky I think actually that it managed to be read by so many people so I think that's um in a funny kind of a way I think it helped it along a little bit and then the second one 100 100 that's a collection of 100 stories that are each 100 words long and that came about because there used to be a competition with Morgan Bailey that ran for years and years and you could send in up to three stories a month on a given theme and I did that 
every month for years and years and years and I had quite a lot of them and I thought hmm wouldn't it be kind of nice to round it up to a hundred and have a hundred of these stories and so I had a hundred and I thought right well now what do I do with them and then luckily um the publisher who published it she was looking for people to submit collections people that she published before and um I'd been publishing an anthology with her before and then she took it on which again was amazing and but again it was just at the beginning of lockdown so she said well we don't know when we're going to publish it but we would like to publish it and so we had to wait sort of six or seven months before we were able to go ahead with it and then out of the 100 stories there were probably about 25 that she didn't like so I had a very busy couple of months writing lots of new stories but luckily for me they were quite productive couple of months and yeah that was my time of getting up at five o'clock in the morning and writing furiously for an hour before the kids got up and I don't know I know people think I'm weird but I, I like winter and I like the dark and I actually find <laughs> it more productive than, than light hours because there's no distraction like you don't look out the window and sort of see stuff going on it's just dark so <laughs> no point looking out the window you might as well just go on with it um so yeah, so it was it was a very productive time, and I was just really lucky that it was so productive because obviously I had I had a deadline and I had to um, I had to get all these stories ready. And like I said, I can spend an hour writing two sentences because you need to you need to have ten words. You've only got ten words, and you've got to find a way to make what you want to say in ten words. So yes, that was a bit tricky, but you know I was I was so pleased with with the outcome of it in the end. I mean, there was a lot of editing, you know, or on the existing stories, on the new stories, but it turned out really well. And it is, you know, it's a teeny tiny book. And I, I love that it's a teeny tiny book. I think, you know, the size of it just works. And yeah, so that was all, that was all great. And then the last one, Unnatural Elements, that's predominantly tweet stories um, that I wrote based on, you know, the prompts, the VSS prompts. Yeah. And um, Michelle at um, Bayabua, she contacted me and said, oh, you know, I've read a lot of your stories and I really like them. And would you consider putting a collection together? And I had sort of tentatively started to put some of them together and put them into these elements. So they fall under nine elements, which is where the title comes from. And they all start with an S, and I obviously don't know what all nine of them are. But for example, there's like <laughs> sea and salt and sky and soil, and and so so each element has got five stories, and some of them are shorter and some of them are longer. But the maximum length is about 150, and then I think the shortest one is a haiku. There's only 13 words, I think. So yeah, quite precise again because they're very short. Um, but yes, so that's how all of those came about. Thank you. <laughs> what are you currently working on, Laura? Well, I am putting together a new flash collection and the theme is loneliness, hence why I was talking about it earlier. Um, and I think, I haven't quite decided, I think it's possibly going to be mainly longer ones and potentially some 
short stories as well. So pieces that are longer than flash fiction. So I suppose it's not correct to call it a flash fiction collection. It's a story collection. Um, because I was going to do micro and flash, but I find at the moment that the things that I'm writing, they're all quite long. So it would seem sort of strange to be imbalanced, but I don't know, I need to, I need to put all the stories together first and then look at, look at the balance between the shorter ones and the longer ones to see what we're going to do. But the, yeah, the, so there's two main themes, love and loneliness and kind of where the two meet and overlap, I suppose. Um, would you or have you written longer forms? I suppose that leads on from what you were just saying. <laughs> well, I have written a novel. I did write a novel once by hand in a notebook. <laughs> and <laughs> and it has sat in that notebook for like the last, I don't know how long. And I don't know what to do with it or whether to do anything with it or maybe it was just practice, who knows. Um, the thing that I struggle with with novel writing is um and Rachel can no doubt attest to this is that it takes so long <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I just can't bring myself to say right for the next two years I'm going to spend all my time writing one story I just I'd love to write a novel I have massive admiration for anyone who writes who writes novels because I just you know, first of all, I'm just like, how do you keep it all in your head? And how do you keep, you know, and yeah, so I think I feel like I'm not quite ready for a novel yet. But I have been writing some short stories, and I have quite enjoyed having a bit more space, I suppose, mm -hmm. to develop the characters and having um, the possibility to, you know, follow them for a bit longer, and just to sort of delve into their lives for a bit longer. So not not massively long, sort of fifteen hundred to three thousand words, mm. but it makes a big difference, I suppose, at you know that kind of length because you're sort of talking about two or three times longer. Um, and yeah, I just find that it's happened quite naturally. It's not something that I decided. Well, I'm just going to sit down now and I'm going to write short stories instead of flash. But I think it's just something that I've kind of naturally. Um, gravitated towards and I just think well I'll just you know try it and see how it works out so um and finally can you tell us about a book or a writer that you would recommend um with a northern connection well I decided to recommend um Nicola Ashbrook's uh, novella in flash because I thought well it's flash fiction and um and it's got a northern connection yeah. and um for people who don't know it it's called may in quinquenia and i really hope i've pronounced that word right because <laughs> um i'm not 100 percent sure in fact i had to look it up when i first read it because i wasn't sure what it meant. um but anyway it's um it's a lovely lovely novella and it's out with um selkuth station and um i've read this in it's you know in a couple of different stages and I think it's just great how Nicola um uses different forms so it's obviously the same character and you follow her over the the years of her life but she uses different story formats and different forms and different perspectives and you know some of them are just a bit weird and I just love that you know that's just the joy of Flash for me that you can do 
just weird and wonderful things with it because it's so short you know it gives you that you know leans into experimentation and you know the ability to do different things with it so I think you know it's it's a great book so I'd highly recommend it I have read that one and I think it's amazing Emma have you read it yeah absolutely loved it yeah it's yeah 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 it's a good one really good fantastic also thank you so much Laura for joining us this evening oh thank you for having me oh. it's been lovely Thank you so much. Thank you. And that was the lovely Laura Bestley. Laura's written a really fabulous piece on crafting microfiction, and you can read that on the Ellipsis Scene site. We'll pop a link in the show notes. And don't forget you can follow Laura on Twitter at Laura Bestley and on Instagram, she's Bestley underscore Laura. We'll be back really soon with another episode. See you then.